This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Annette Walker, president of City of Hope, Orange County. Annette, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, it's great to be here, Laura. Before we jump into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about your background? I've had a really wonderful career in healthcare. I started as a clinical laboratory scientist and ran a clinical lab for about 15 years and then moved into executive management, where I think my strongest wheelhouse was strategy and how to position organizations to succeed in the future and prepare for the future. My uh, most recent past, I held that position for Providence St. Joseph Health, which is one of the largest healthcare organizations in the United States. And for the last three years, I've been committed to City of Hope, where here in Orange County, I'm building a $1 billion cancer center and cancer specialty hospital. And this complex um, will deliver some of the most advanced specialized cancer care that we know about in our uh, medical world today. So I'm very excited about this new project. Absolutely, that sounds like a fascinating resource and and really a great thing to have. Um, What are your top priorities today and how do you anticipate they'll change in the coming year? Well, I have two, two really big top of mind priorities. One is this transition back to work and how it's gonna work. You know, we know that things aren't going to go back to be the way they were, but we don't really know exactly how they're going to be and how a team is going to still feel the most productive and get the rewards of being a team. So how would this, um, how are we going to maintain our cultural, our culture, you know, make sure the values of an organization are still maintained and work groups have that stickiness, that cohesiveness that makes people stay but yet accommodate a different style of work or at least a hybrid type where you might be in the office 50% of the time. So uh, we're puzzling that out right now and trying to figure out what's gonna work. And I'm sure we're gonna learn and we're gonna have trial and error. And if you talk to me a year from now, I'll have much more concrete things to tell you about what we learned. But that's really very high in my mind right now. And the second is the cancer center. You know, um, COVID stopped a lot of things, but it it didn't stop cancer and it didn't stop us in our cancer center. Our cancer center is scheduled to open in about 17 months. And so when you think about coming into a new market and doing a ground up build, the complexity of, you know, determining workflows for the organization, hiring hundreds of people in a very short period of time, making sure that we're not only moving the level of care that we have from um, City of Hope National, but also the culture. It's really, really complex and we're on a countdown now. So I feel like every morning we get up, you know, we've got that clock ticking that we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. So that's pretty consuming. The third thing is then uh, putting City of Hope down on the ground as a neighbor of Orange County. So we're new to many in the community and having the community learn about us, having us get involved in the community. These are all equally important to the fact that we are going to have new services uh, or bring new services to the community. So I think those things are probably top of mind. They keep me pretty busy. They sometimes keep me up at night, um, I'm sure for obvious reasons, but those are some pretty tall orders for the next 12 months. Absolutely. And what has it been like to try to navigate with the new hospital and getting connected with the community during a pandemic? 
Um, it's challenged us, but we've done it in different ways, you know, virtual meetings, um, lots of communication, lots of personal communication. Even though it's not in person, a lot of personal communication, meaning one-on-one. So whether it's with uh, leaders in the community or small groups, we've had this thing we call a salon where we'll have invite 12 people to lunch and it's a virtual lunch, but we sit around and we discuss what City of Hope is bringing and we ask their feedback as a member of the community of how can we provide the most value to the community. And they've been really wonderful, but um, I guess I wanna say we haven't been short on creativity and we've been um, very enthusiastic and warmly received. So it's been kind of fun. And I think some of these things aren't gonna go away. I'll say something about this virtual lunch, different than a lunch in person where I generally could talk to the person on the left of me or the right of me. I was able to talk to all 10 people who were there um, pretty directly. So there've been some really good things, some really things that have challenged us, but um, I think the, the opportunities that COVID has brought to our industry are tremendous. And that's not only with members of the community, but also the way we interact with our patients and the ease of which we allow patients to access our services. I think there's some permanent changes here that are great. That's fantastic to hear. Now, what are you most excited about right now and what makes you nervous? I'm most excited about the Cancer Center opening. Um, What makes me nervous is uh, every week I meet with my construction people. And of course, their job to tell me the risk that could possibly delay openings like We need a new electrical line that we didn't know about last week or when they dug into the soil, they found something that was a surprise or when they did this thing called the BIM, that that the plan didn't work. We have to go back and redo the plan and we have to do it fast or we're gonna get off schedule. I have to say that this learning of mine, of the people who build buildings, it is just as much an art as surgery. They're, they're so impressive in their project management and their use of physics and math and their um, concern about aesthetics and electrical. It's amazing. And I've been really, really have grown a tremendous amount of respect for how skilled these people are and what great partners they are to organizations like us as we build places to have our patients heal. That sounds like quite a process that you're going through, but you know, definitely will have a, a great product in the end. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask, what are your top three pieces of advice for aspiring leaders today? Well, the first one would be to say yes. I, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm a person of faith, so I, I'd say I believe that God wants to give us so many more blessings if we have just the guts to say yes and, and take it. And in the work environment, when you get opportunities to learn something, don't shake in your boots about it. Just say yes, and you'll figure it out, and people will help you figure it out. The second thing I would say is to, when you hit adversity, which we all hit adversity, doesn't matter why you hit it, but you will hit it. What matters more is what you do with it. And I, I use this analogy that you can take adversity and pick it up like a rock and put it in your backpack and carry that backpack around with you your whole career. And it can weigh you down. And it can be, oh, all the reasons something didn't work out for you. Or you could take that rock and imagine that it's a dumbbell and you could start pumping iron 
And you learn to use that adversity to your advantage. Learn to use it to make you stronger. Learn to use it to figure out how the next time uh, you'll be able to avoid it or you'll be able to overcome it quickly. But every, every time we hit adversity or we hit failure, that's when you're going to grow. So don't make it a burden. Make it an opportunity. And the last thing I would say is be brave. We so overestimate the um, potential of failure or the impact of failure. You know, it's like learn fast, fail fast and move on, fail fast and learn. But if you never stick your neck out, you're never going to have that opportunity. Um, you know, I tell, especially when I speak to young women, I say, you know, claim your seat at the table. Well, it doesn't do you any good to have a seat at the table if you don't speak up. And if you're going to wait for the invitation, well, it might be a long time coming. So just say what you think. You, you were trained to do something and your ability to express it and to um, express your thoughts and help lead an organization will improve the more you practice. Nobody comes to the table knowing everything. It's skills that are built over time. So, well, I think they're all different that those three things that say yes learn from adversity and be brave they're all related and they all have something important for you to advance your career that's really great advice Annette thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future thank you so much Laura it's been a great talking to you too have a great day